Ricky will let, probably will let me know when he's on. Apparently he doesn't have his computer. I don't know. What's even, I'm still confused. Isn't Canada like stay at home like everybody else? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But we're, we're, it's not like martial law where we're not allowed to leave. Like I just went and brought groceries today. It just took a little bit longer and we got a space like two meters or six feet apart from each other. So when you're waiting in line, it's, it's a bit of a wait and, you know, someone's got to direct you to go to the next cashier. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's okay. we, we, we've been using the Walmart pickup service here. So you just, you know, order it through their app and then they bring it out to your car. Yeah. But let me tell you right now, like this is a total side, but I think it's still relevant for our tech audience. Um, Look out for your older or senior uh, uh, colleagues because I've got some old prof buddies and uh, they're literally without – because they're not tech savvy, right? So they don't have like Uber accounts or Uber Eats accounts or like you know any semblance of Amazon or pickups. So they're literally walking the streets trying to pick up like – go to like the random stores, pick up like a bag of groceries and then they, they're old. So they got to carry it back home instead of like, you know, having a car and all that because they can't take public transit. So uh, I'm just telling you right now, this is a real watershed moment where the people that are senior are really at a disadvantage, not only in terms of like, yes, they'll you cough on them and they'll die now. But I think the other issue is just straight up like they are going to have a very difficult life uh, given that their internet connectivity um, or their internet presence uh, really is thin at best. Yep. Hey, Rick, what's up? Okay, hold on. I'm trying to get this thing. Echo, 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 echo. Ricky, you had, you miss, do you, do you have uh, headphones? Yep. Can you hear me And a microphone? Yeah. You can hear me? Yep. Yeah. Can can you hear us? Yep. All All right. So good to go. You, you, we already discussed it, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ricky. We, we talked about it all without recording any of it. We've got lots Sorry. of questions, man. <laughs> lots, lots of questions. And the thing all is, right. Rick, you like, yeah, this is started off right off the bat, man. Um, I know comics too, man, and I was lost. <laughs> I'm lost, man. Really? Oh that boy, was, I got was that bad? I well, it's not necessarily bad, bad, but I just got some serious mm-hmm. questions. Okay, all right. So let's let, let's get started. Um, so I, I want, all right, so this is the three casts. Um, it, it was a very weird opening. The whole world is going to hell. So who cares about how we open? We're actually doing a <laughs> podcast We're all three of us here. We're all safe. It's going to be great. I hope you're staying safe at home. As Vince was talking about, look out for each other, but from six feet away. Uh, yep. all right. So I wanted to start out this episode by saying, holy crimson sky of death. <laughs> if if there's ever been a single line in a tv show that i've wanted that has made me want to completely turn the tv show off it's been that i mean just i mean you gotta remember i obviously we're start all right so that was my one that told them what we're talking yeah 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 (laughs) all right so so we're this is this is ricky's choice uh where we it was the dc arrowverse crisis it's called the um, Crisis on Infinite Earth. Earth. On Crisis Infinite. on Infinite Earth. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was a cross series crossover event that happened in to the the end of last year, I guess. The, yep. And the begin, I guess, the beginning of this year. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was five parts. Um, for some, well, for whatever reason, that fifth part is not online anywhere. I can't find it. Um, so I didn't watch the the, the, the fifth part. Um. Uh, Ricky, can you tell us 
mm-hmm. explain to us, please, and as as small a word as possible, <laughs> exactly what this is about and how okay. this fits in with the DC universe. Just okay. Try yeah, to yeah, make yeah. it as less, less confusing as possible because there's, so, yeah. there's so many characters. Okay, so in the comics, it's called Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, it's a very long arc. Both Marvel and DC, every now and then, they will do this monumental story arc that kills off all the main characters and leaves like a handful and destroys the multiverse. They'll do it every now and then. Marvel had Secret Wars. They did Secret Wars again. Um, DC had Crisis on Infinite Earths. And just recently, I forgot what their, their latest the one was book. called. Yeah, yeah the New, new 52. And then there was one after that because that was like just recently. Yeah. But whatever. Anyway, so same thing in the shows. Um, the shows, when they started out, you had Arrow. Then there was Flash. Uh, Then there was Supergirl and uh, Black Lightning, Uh, just recently Batwoman, Batgirl, Gotham. Um, And starting out, didn't go too much into the multiverse, um, but eventually they went into the multiverse storyline. Um, with Supergirl being in a different uh, universe than Flash, they would use it to sort of explain why all these shows weren't connected. Like Flash and Green uh, Green Arrow had many crossovers, but it's like they didn't even know Supergirl. So that's what they would do. So now um, this big story arc as Arrow, the series Arrow was ending, they brought in this crisis. Um, I don't think they call it Crisis on Infinite Earths. I think they just call it Crisis or something. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong. But I I thought it would be pretty cool for us to discuss because I know um, Vince has probably read the comics. I've read The Crisis on Infinite Earths and Matt probably hasn't. So I thought it would be an interesting, um, you know, from one person who hasn't read the comic crossover and uh, other people who have comparing it to the TV show. So um, that's what it's about is all the TV shows bringing together the multiverse, introducing all the characters together because lots of um, viewers have always been asking like, well, if they're all in the same universe, just different ones, when will they ever see each other? So I think they kind of, you know, use the ending of Arrow and then, you know, what people have been asking for. And then, of course, to spice it up with the season ending, make you wonder who's coming back, who's not. They use the whole death of the multiverse thing, right? And also, I'm sure, shows that maybe the popularity has been going down. They'll just use it to end the show. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, how do you want to go about this? Because this is a lot of stuff to, to, yeah. to wade through, right? Well, uh, I mean, why don't you guys go through your your feelings after watching, like your thoughts, and then if you have any questions, we'll we'll go around talking about questions and and yeah. So, yeah, Vince, uh, why don't you go ahead and go first? 
Yeah. Okay. So I think that after Rick, I think I'd, I'd be, you know, I, the, the next person in line that kind of has a, a pulse on the comic, uh, you know, pop culture universe, uh, both DC and Marvel. And, and admittedly, I, as I mentioned before we recorded, I, I'm more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy. But, um, you know, I, I, I got to give some good points first. I think that the series was pretty good at throwing in some fan service. I think a lot of it was fan service, whether it was throwing in Burt Ward, the old Robin from, you know, the old Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wheaton, um, you know, mm-hmm. the guy that does the voice the, for Batman. Um, Smallville, Smallville, and Smallville, Superman. Superman. And and then the the, the the sorry the flash from the movies like all those things are really and and of course Superman from the other Brandon Routh uh, movies, yeah. but I, I think I think so I think there's a lot of good stuff to be said. I can see that if I were a fan of and, and an avid um, you know audience member in these shows and invested, this would be really good. And this brings me to uh, a complimentary uh, sorry uh, you know at, at, at the same time another point which is critical though is that because of that fan service. It's really difficult to just get into it. And of course, maybe that's a little bit biased because I haven't been following all these shows, but, you know, watching them with a little bit of knowledge of the DC universe, I was still kind of thrown for a loop in certain things. I mean, there are certain things that unless you were invested in the show, you wouldn't understand. Like, I I don't remember uh, things like uh, a white canary. I don't remember... um, you know some of the things that some of the plots that that uh, I, I as Ricky said I I read the original comic way back way back in the day um, <laughs> and uh, that that I remember only scant bits and pieces of all I remember is that mm-hmm. there's that uh, the typical that big cover where you saw uh, Superman holding the dead body of Supergirl. Uh, dead Supergirl right so yeah. I remember that um, and all I remember is at the end. It was all much ado, nothing. It basically yeah. uh, rebooted the system, and basically only a few people mm-hmm. remembered what goes on. That's yeah, all. But I, it it did kill Flash, though. Yeah, it so killed that, Flash. That's that, notable. Well, in terms yeah. of the shows. Yeah, well, that that was the thing. See, again, you're referring to things that, as a general audience member, I wouldn't really understand, right? So, yeah. new characters. Um, There's so many like subplots that really caught me off guard, and honestly, they weren't really resolved in any way. Like, I didn't know the whole backstory between why the is it DEA or whatever the 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 kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the, yeah, the, the alien kind of equivalent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't understand what the background and politics. I don't understand what Harbinger or whatever her name is. Um, what was her name? Lara, La, the, um, the person that faced yeah, Layla. Layla, right? No, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, Layla. I don't get that stuff that's going on. Um, so there were things that if you were not aware of the the, the whole entire universe, it, it kind of leaves much to be desired. Um, now coming back to the good points, I think that the uh, music. Matt and I are suckers for music, but Rick, I'm not sure if you picked up on this, but there were a lot of throwback music cues. Like when Batman is there, they play the uh, Danny Elfman stuff as well as the stuff from not only the 1989 movie, but in the cues, they also play the stuff from the animated series, which is really cool. Like it just made me feel good, all warm and fuzzy inside. Then, of course, when Superman comes, they play the John Williams, uh, you know, the you know perfect fifth kind of uh, soundtrack, which is really, really good. I think they they were really good about making all those cues. Really, also good about making the connections to the different movies. I know that they tried to do that. Like when the two flashes were there, it was kind of funny, but it was also kind of you know just like it, you understood why they did that. Like mm-hmm. again, all those little like those little connections to depict the um you know the various universes as you know a kind of breaking the fourth wall thing that was good too. Right. But again, we still come to this baseline where yes, there's all these different elements and. 
here's the problem. The storyline was a real killer for me. So the two major criticisms I have are storyline and acting. Or sorry, production values maybe. And and again, the first one is storyline. There's so much I remember in the old days having to read so much. Like in the old days, if you ever take a look mm-hmm. at old comic books, ladies and gentlemen, you'll find that there's a hell of a lot more words. <laughs> like I, it, was, it was weird because I actually referenced <laughs> back a couple. Bubbles. Yeah, well, you remember? Okay, I I actually I'm a sucker for Batman. That's my favorite DC character. And I just because I got nothing else to do today uh, over the last few weeks, <laughs> I just went and just cracked open a hard copy of what I had. And I have the old Nightfall series. So that's when Batman gets his back broken, right? Mm-hmm. And I was reading, I was like, holy crap, this is a this is like Tolstoy. Like there's that much reading every page. I was like, Jesus, man. So you got your bang for your buck. Nowadays, then I compare it to like the comics today and it's just like lots of pictures and bang, you are bad. Yeah, and bam, that's not yeah. So so then you 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 understand that the series had a story that was very very convoluted, involved all the characters, and I know it's a challenge to distill it. But again, the plot we had no idea of any real motivations for the anti monitor. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the the whole entire series, as encapsulated in the episodes that were you know branded with the crisis, um, mm-hmm. you really don't get a real depth of the character and what's motivating the anti-monitor if anything we understand that it is just like the coronavirus it's not like it was malicious it's just like it's something that happened right Mm -hmm. and it was due to you know uh the monitor's actual um poor intervention or or hubris and and inquiry right um now when it comes to the other criticism about the uh, production values i mean i could talk about that you know tv shows tend to have lower production values so that's excusable for special effects and stuff but Again, I have to say that the acting does drop off a little bit. Um, I, I Maybe it's because I don't know the backstories and maybe there's a lot of sarcasm or passive aggressiveness. But, you know, Matt and I were talking about some of the characters and I was like, oh, I did not know the kind of, I don't know, the, the two smart people, right? Actually, the three mm-hmm. smart people. First off, I think the, the two superhero smart people were mm-hmm. problematic. Like uh, the, the guy that works for the DEA or the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then the other guy, the uh, Hispanic Filipino guy, that's uh, the brainy guy, yeah. Where the visor? Oh. I don't know what his name is, right? Yeah, but, the one, the guy they find. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I'm not, no, that's the Chinese guy. Oh, the, the, oh, okay. the Chinese guy. No, so I think, that's, I, I think so his name actually is from Brainy. Or something. Yeah, I don't Brainy remember. Brainy Five. Brainy Five. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. Okay. That's what it says on Wikipedia. So I just got to deal okay. with it. So soon they got yeah. those guys. And then, but you know what? The saddest part is of the three smart guys, the best acting came about from the Asian dude who's just a regular <laughs> dude, right? And and maybe, Ricky, you can tell me if he's got some like storyline somewhere else and there's like an no. origin story of some amazing stuff. No. But it's just, let's pick a random Asian dude. Why? Because, well, I mean, statistics would say that if you picked from the world's population, you'd probably got a one in five chance that dude's going to be Asian, right? So <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of like, okay, cool. But after that, like the the production values, like the the special effects, like there's a point when um it, it was kind of like I'm not sure if it was breaking the fourth wall when uh, the the monitor goes he gets the he gets his outfit and he's like it's a little bit clunky a- a- and you're like yeah of course it is because it looks like you're doing a bad cosplay thing right <laughs> and and then of course you're just like yeah I guess in comics it would read differently and and they update the costumes so all in all I think that there are some inherent problems with the series. Um, I think that it's great for fans and more power to you if you like it. But, you know, it's like, you know, the Twilight movies or the Harry Potter stuff. Like, if you aren't really fully into it, it's really mm-hmm. difficult to jump into, like, the last couple of episodes or certainly a series yeah, yeah. that culminates all these different series. All right. Sorry, yeah. I just went on a box there. All right. I want to go next. Yeah. Uh, um, so I actually, at the beginning, Vince, in the first episode, I was like, 
well, man, the production values of this aren't bad because it starts out with it, you know, the the the, or, the, the or, no, it starts out with the Orson Welles in the universe, like a, a you know, but the beginning there was a Big Bang and it shows all the you know planets yeah. and the dividing something, the multiverse being created. Like, oh, you know, this isn't gonna be bad. I mean, it's a TV show, so it's not you know Michael Bay or anything. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the guy, holy crimson sky of death. And yep. they put they put a red filter over the camera, and that's the end of the special effects. I mean, like, <laughs> like every time every time the red sky came, like I, I had to shout it out, "Holy crimson sky of death!" I mean, like I did it every single time. I had to annoy everybody in my house because I was shouting it out. I was like, it was the most ridiculous thing ever. I know I'm caught up on that, but it was the most dumb uh, <laughs> start to a, a, a show I've ever seen. All right, um, all right. So I think we this series really suffered from being a crossover over multiple shows. Um, not that it had so many characters because that's when you, I, we complain about this all the time and, and whether it's Marvel or DC, they have so many characters, so many, you know, uh, uh, heroes, so many villains, you can't keep track of them. And if you don't know, you know, uh, you know, the backstory can get very confusing. It doesn't matter whether it's Marvel or DC. So that, that this was going to suffer from that no matter what. But the fact that it, this appeared in the middle of several different series, five different shows, um, and they all have different timelines and different uh, uh, character developments, um, that, that is sometimes completely different than any of the comics. So, like Green Arrow, for example, Felicity Smoke doesn't exist. I don't. I mean, she's some. She's based on some other character, and they definitely don't get married and they definitely don't have a child who somehow turns out to be 20 years old. I'm still confused at how Mia is 20 years old. I'm not, like I said, I'm not sure because I stopped watching Arrow in like season three. So um, like, I didn't even know they had a child, let alone that they're 20, that Mia was 20 years old or however. I mean, it's just there. Um, There's so many, it's just, I, I think that this would have been so much better if it was just a series on its own. And they did a better job of explaining. They don't. There was. Ne- they were never going to be able to explain everyone's backstory, and and explain all the little idiosyncrasies of every timeline and everything. Um, but they could have put this in like a little mini series, like they used to do back in the eighties. You know, like like I, like every time Stephen King has something made for TV, it's like a mini series. They could have done that with this, you know, and it would have done mm. just a little bit better job of explaining what was going on how things were happening um, and maybe put some character cohesion because I felt a lot that the characters were just kind of thrown in. There was no, like some, some, you know, Oliver was there and then Oliver died, um, you know, and the, you know, the flash was there sometimes and the harbinger just flashed out of nowhere, you know, and she was there sometimes. And then you had the, you know, um, uh, Super Supergirl was all over the place and ruining it by horrible acting. That girl cannot act. Um, I, I mean, she just has no emotions whatsoever. And <laughs> when she's supposed to have some motion, she's doing the other motion. I mean, I mean, like her mother dies like at the beginning, right? And I mean, no tears. Well, <laughs> I mean, she, she, all throughout the whole entire series, like she had to be the hope thing, and she kept on just being mopey. And then even when he goes like, "Yeah, you're the paradigm paragon of hope," she's like, "Yeah, but I'm not." And then you're like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, I, all right. So, I mean, I, I hate to, I, I hate to always come back to the acting because I mean, the, the story was always going to be convoluted because of all the characters. Um, but 
I, I, I can enjoy that because just like I can enjoy, you know, the Avengers or I can enjoy, enjoy any of the other, you know, Marvel stuff that has all these, you know, obscure characters. I can enjoy those even if I don't know the backstory to that particular character or any of the characters like Suicide Squad. I knew hardly any of those people, but it was, you know, it was an enjoyable movie. It, it didn't confuse you out of your mind. And I, like I said, I could, I could, I could put up with that in this one, but the acting was just so bad in places like the, 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 the Brainiac five guy. He, he, I, I mean, I, he's just the, the prime example. The only one, the only character that I felt did a really good job of acting was actually Lex Luthor. Um, oh, come he, on. No, like he was fun. No, no, I, I'm not saying he was fantastic. I'm not saying he was fantastic, but at least he had some funny lines. So like, like when he was, um, when he was interacting with the, 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 the Smallville guy, like, like you took the fun out of it, you know, it's <laughs> like, okay, that, that was pretty good. Right. So that, that, he had by far, I think the best writing of the entire series, the rest of the writing just felt flat. It felt like it wasn't discontent. It, it was the characters felt, it felt like they were, uh, in a, like an animated film where they they weren't in the same room. They were practicing social distancing and just talking into a microphone. It didn't feel like they were interacting with each other. They were just, talking their lines in a lot of the places. I and mean, it wasn't through the whole series. There were, you know, there were some parts where they actually did decide, like Harbinger decided to get some uh, personality in, in the second episode. And um, uh, um, well, uh, like the, the interaction between the, the two fighting Supermans, that was actually pretty good when the, uh, you know, so there were, there, was a, there were a few bright spots. The, the writing just seems so disconnected and it, it, it just made it really hard to enjoy. Can I um, jump off that point if you mind? I, I think that that's one of the tricks with the show because the writing did have some gaps um, and, and two notable ones. Um, we'll start off with the one that you talked about where, you know, if the motivation for Lex Luthor to jump into all these different universes was to kill Superman because he hates him so much, then why is it that when he sees the... In- unempowered uh, Superman, he just goes like, yeah, whatever, right? And he just leaves him and chastises him, and that's it. Like, if you hated this guy so much, you're willing to travel to different universes, and you have control over pretty much everything, why wouldn't you just kill him? Like, I mean, like, that that to me was weird, and it was just like, again, where it was like, okay, it's, it's a plot gap. The, the second thing that comes about with the writing is, you know, and Rick, you can back me up on this or tell me where to go on this, but Matt and I were having a discussion about the fact that Brandon Routh, like, the fact that he plays not Superman when, I, when in that first episode, I was like, "Who the hell is this?" Oh, it's Superman. But why is this? Is this like the <laughs> Eliminator kind of Superman? Like, I wasn't sure which which Superman. He was. And it's like, "Oh no, 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 dude!" I had to look it up. He's not Superman. He's actually the Atom. And I was like, "Oh, okay, kind of makes sense. Fine, okay." But then, of course, he meets Superman. I'm like, "Dude, he's Superman." And and it's just so many back and forth things where I was like, "That's a production value thing." Where it's like you couldn't pay a guy more than like you couldn't pay for another dude to actually just come into the show, like. I was just man, this is this is ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, so I'll just I'll just I'll just wrap up real quick. It was meh. I I think like I said, it just really suffered from being across so many different shows. And I I think maybe if I think I think I might have enjoyed it more if I'd watched more of these shows. You know, I I think if 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 I could have put pushed past the bad acting and watched some more Supergirl or some of the Flash. I've never, I've never watched any Flash. The only one of these shows that I've ever watched was there. I think if I'd watched some of the other things and, and gotten more invested in some of the main characters of those individual shows, then when they came together, I could have enjoyed 
what this was. But as it was, as it was on its own, it was hard. To, I, I'm very, I mean, Vince and I are both very story driven guys, but I'm very, I'm very much, I love characters and I want to get invested in every character. It's one of the reasons why I have such a hard time with comic book shows because they always bring back the villains. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, like I, I'm not invested in the villains. I, I want the hero to actually win. And I, they just have to keep having to fight the same guy over and over again. Um, but because this was on its own and I didn't have the emotional investment in previous parts of the show, it made it really hard for me to enjoy. Um, now, yeah. Ricky, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you thought of this? <clears throat> sure. Okay. So I'm pretty, I'm probably out of uh, all of us. I probably watch the most of these shows. I don't watch them all. I watch nice all the time. seasons of Arrow. Um, I always watch Flash. I've watched um, a lot of seasons of Supergirl. Um, I know of Black Lightning. I know of Batgirl, Gotham. Um, what? Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Lucifer. Um, Constantine. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of shows that they brought in. So I thought this was pretty fun because I did read the comic arc. Um, and the thing is with this, th- there's a whole lot going on. So the writing, I feel like it may have like felt a bit weird because I'm, I'm sure that, you know, there's writers on each of these shows and they probably had to all get together, but you know, the writer for their respective show probably had input, right? Like, if there was one team writing for all the shows, then it would have felt a lot more cohesive because they, they're the same team that, you know what I mean? Whereas you're bringing, like, five, six teams, putting the people together to make one show, you know what I mean? Um, so the thing was... In the comics, um, the Flash dies and Supergirl dies, which we talked about. And that's why it's big here, because in the TV shows, um, Arrow's ending, so we know that um, Green Arrow's going to die. Um, with Arrow ending, because that, fir- that was actually the first DC superhero show, and all the others spawned from Arrow. So just to make um, so, sure I understand this, Rick, Arrow yes. is like, that's the conclusion of Arrow at the series? Yes. This oh. is the last season for, <laughs> for that show, right? Um, so we all knew that that he's going to die at the end of this, right? And so it's pretty interesting because in the comics, Supergirl dies and the Flash dies. And so you're watching this and you're going, okay, Arrow's, you know, going to be done the next two most popular out of all the shows is Flash and Supergirl. Mm -hmm. So there's no way they're going to kill those characters, right? But in true typical fashion with seasons ending and they want to put doubt in your mind as to whether the show's coming back, they they had it where in the storyline, Flash would vanish. He would die in, in crisis, right? which mm-hmm. follows the comic book storyline. And of course, if you watch Flash, you're like, what the hell? Like, right, they can't kill the series. What the hell's going to happen? And then, like I said, with you have Black Lightning, you have Constantine, Lucifer, whatever. If those shows are sort of, you know, popularity is dropping, this is an easy way to kill their universe and then either kill the show and just have them drop in do cameos in other shows right 
And so it's a it's really interesting overall how they're gonna play all this off because especially with the the comic book arc is is a lot easier because a lot of those comic book a lot of those characters they jump in and out of other books right so in the comic books you'll know harbinger you'll know um the whole uh uh arc starts off with uh monitor and anti-monitor right so you know the brothers and, and whereas in the tv shows there's none of that so they had to actually create pariah harbinger Right, because in the comics books, it, it they weren't like wait, it wasn't wait, so Pariah, Pariah just came in in the series. It, like it, it's it implied that he was there beforehand. I don't know in what no. uh, series. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like so, for instance, Layla, who is Harbinger, mm-hmm. she's from Arrow, and she's John Diggle's wife. So she's she's never been Harbinger. She's never had special powers Mm -hmm. like she she took over for amanda waller um and i forgot what their like organization is called um but for for star um, was it for star um no no they they run the like the what the hell is it called i can't remember now it's they make reference to it in um in flash and arrow in the comics, you see it a lot. I just can't remember the damn. It's like that's where all the um, all the super powered villains go, and they lock them down. And Amanda Waller is like the chief. Oh over yeah, it. that's why she does the yeah. suicide thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah. I, I just can't remember the stupid <clears throat> yeah. name. But anyway, so um, yeah, she takes over for Amanda Waller. But in the series, she has no power. There's no hints to say you know she's Harbinger. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. They had to introduce these characters. And for instance, um, where Arrow is, uh, what is he? He's like, he's like a special, whatever, right? But, but so they've taken these characters and said, okay, so Layla is Harbinger, and this is Pariah, and you know what I mean. So it's interesting. Whereas in the comic books, it's just a new character that comes in, right? And it's like, oh yeah. wow, you know, here's Harbinger, here's Pariah, and they tell their backstory, right? And and so it's just interesting where you see what are the stuff that they keep from the comic line, and what are the stuff they alter to fit the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Overall, my feeling, it was enjoyable to watch. Like I said, I understood a lot more because I watched a lot of the shows. And then with the comic book, I read it. So I I know the art. It's interesting the way they, you know, showed that the Flash is going to disappear. And, you know, if that's your favorite show, you're like, okay, this is obviously not going to happen. But you kind of have like a wonder of, you know, will it happen, right? Um, but the thing I find interesting is if you like DC on, on the big screen, Marvel blows them away. Like their shows suck. Um, on the small screen, however, it's reversed. Like Marvel shows suck and DC shows are really good. Um, except for, you know, some noticeable misses like Gotham and other ones. Um, oh, I didn't mind Gotham. So it's interesting. Well, I don't. You know, I, I guess I don't, I didn't like it, so I I feel like, but it's not on the air anymore, right? I, Which well, means it's not that successful, right? Um, and in terms of that, Arrow, like I said, was the first one. It was the starter, 
and it was popular and then flash got its popularity as well so like the big three were arrow flash and supergirl right mm-hmm. and so it's funny that they're killing off arrow and i i understand because the stories kind of went down like if you watched all the seasons this last season with the whole ricardo diaz storyline it's just ridiculous it's horrible right and and that's where they went wrong and i guess they couldn't see any way coming back from it and it's been i think it's been on there for like uh, god knows how many seasons it's been years right so it's like they're like okay you know this whole whole season it's getting older let's go out now um you know i just find it funny because i feel like if they introduced a proper storyline before this whole crisis thing and and not have arrow ending it would have been better but Mm. because they messed it up and now they have to kill off that that property right it's interesting to see because once arrows out it's gonna be the flash pretty much right because supergirl is is popular but not as popular i would say out of all the shows the flash now with arrow gone is the most popular so it's gonna be interesting right to see how they're gonna go from there right like well i talks that they would release a suicide squad show um, there's been hints in all of the shows of Blue of uh, Blue Beetle and and mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? So, yeah. Well, th- I think they that would be a good idea because honestly, um, I saw this as like sure they have to put Arrow to rest now that you told me, but I mean they mm-hmm. I they could have done a much better job to pump up like I, I gather that uh, Black Lightning is like a CW series or Constantine mm-hmm. like those are like oh, exactly. I think those are real legit shows, man. I thought those were just like yeah. one offs. But um, like if they're really trying to, they they really miss the opportunity then to really capitalize on making those shows like get hyped because it just got drowned. Like you know, in totality, Black Lightning shows up for like what all of like ten minutes between the two episodes he's in. You know, helps out the Flash. Done. You know, Constantine <laughs> magically appears. Done. Right. Oh, and just for the record, uh, again, another thing that before you were joining us, um, like not I mentioned earlier, I don't want to flog a dead horse, but like the fact that they. Just, pepper spec like you know the the specter and all that stuff they're just like deus ex machina like constantine and um you know the whole notion of spec the, you know this the specter coming in and just doing their thing like you know thank god they came in at that time you know it it really does feel again coming back to that writing that that's a problem man mm-hmm. and living tribunal that's what i was trying because in the comics right that's what happens right is um there's there's the monitor anti-monitor but like above that there's like living tribunal who who like watches everything happening but they don't interfere so there's a lot of of like really big characters that they don't really have in the tv shows right and like you said it was a chance to kind of showcase black lightning and constantine but i feel like they felt okay, you know what, this is as much, like, these shows, the popularity is kind of not there, and we want to kill it off. So let's explain them being killed off by their universe ending. So from time to time, they can pop up in Supergirl or Flash, and 
people will know who they are. But mm-hmm. beyond that, their show is pretty much done, right? Like, I feel like that's what... Which in the comics, it's the same thing, right? Like, when they would write these arcs, it was to kill off the characters that weren't doing well anymore, right? Like, they killed off Flash because the the subscriptions and, and the amount of, of Flash comics weren't as good anymore, right? So they killed off the character, brought it back later. So, you know, overall, it, it was an interesting event. Um, I just, I'm, I want to see what they're going to do now because, like I said, with Arrow gone, I feel like Flash is going to be the front runner. Supergirl is still going to be in there. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, you can't just sit down and depend on those shows now. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to bring something in new. Hmm. Oh, it's, it oh, okay. interesting. Do you guys want to give scores for this? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. I mean, okay, go ahead, Rick. You start. Ricky first. <laughs> I'll give it a three out of five. Whoa! Um, it was it was above average. I would watch it again, but it, it wasn't my like first choice. Wow! I would give it three out of five too, just because I'm 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 kind of being optimistic that it really hit the right buttons. But uh, I'm surprised you weren't so low. But that yeah, that's good. Cool. Well, the thing is, like I said, right? Like it was fun. I would watch it again, but it wasn't something where I was like, oh wow, like that's really cool. I, you know what I mean? Like that. You know, like like uh, you guys explained, there were some things that were kind of like, okay, it's disjointed. Like, you know what I mean? So the, yeah. it's something I would watch again, but it wasn't something I'd put on repeat or say, oh, this is my favorite arc of all or yeah. you know, whatever. All right. So I would I would also give it three out of five. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, don't we, I don't think we've ever agreed on anything. It's like I would normally have given this a, 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 two, a two out of five. But that extra point is totally the music. I mean, the music alone deserves one whole point because the music was so good. Um, uh, I, I know, Ricky, uh, Vince and I are nerds when it comes to music, but we, we, can't, we can't help it. John Williams is our god. John Williams. Yeah. Praise John Williams. But even the Elfman stuff, too. Don't forget the Elfman stuff for the Batman. I think the Batman Elfman, stuff was punchy. Yep. I'm, I, well, what was surprising, I mean, maybe I missed it, but Vince, we, I didn't hear any Hans Zimmer. Um, Batman, You're right? But that that you know what that's See, uh, well, it might have been too it might have been too expensive because you know they they probably spent a, uh, yeah it could have been you know they uh yeah real dark but also they had to have spent a lot of money on that soundtrack yeah. I mean they they well, can't, it can't have been it can't it can't have been very um cheap to license all that music yeah. yeah while we're here and talking that's one thing I want to complain about okay. Whoa, if I, no, 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 not the music, not the music. But when when we talked about it, uh, I can't swear because I'm in my, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, like, honestly, uh, Supergirl, I get it. They didn't introduce Superman for like a million years in that show. It was always Supergirl. She would talk about her cousin. He was never around. And they would drop hints. And it wasn't until like very close to this arc that they actually introduced him and then he was in, involved in the arc. I get that. But mm-hmm. the whole Batgirl thing and Batman not being there, I do not get that at all. Well, you're that's talking, the whole... You're talking Flashes there, you're talking Supergirl, Superman, um, Green well, Arrow. Well Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, where the hell is Batman? But they, like, they didn't put... 
And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ricky. I haven't watched any of the Batgirl uh, TV show except for this one episode. Um, they haven't actually put Batman in that TV no, show. No, doesn't right? exist. He 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 yeah. ran away or something. <laughs> he disappeared. I don't know. <laughs> like it's, but it's the same. If you look right, there's Gotham, which is obviously Batman, but it's not Batman in the sense we know him. It's like Batman as a kid growing mm-hmm. up, and they introduce the Joker and uh, you know all the other Batman villains, but you never get. Batman, which we all want to see in the show, which is yeah, like they should the, just they should just do a Batman show. I, I mean, well, that's they, what they, I'm they, saying, right? They've like, rebooted Batman. They've re- they rebooted rebooted Batman. I mean, yeah, <laughs> a like million gazillion times. I just do it again. Yeah, like I they've done Flash, it. right? And and there's a Flash in the Justice League. So do you think it, do you think that the reason why they they haven't done a straight up Batman TV show is because they're worried that Batman would overshadow all the other shows? It's the same that, reason why they haven't done it straight. I'm, I mean, it's the reason why they've danced around the whole Superman thing. I mean, yes, yeah, Superman is now in in Supergirl, but he doesn't have his own show. Like, and, and even even Smallville, you know, they didn't call it Superman. You know, it was it was Smallville, and he he wasn't really. I mean, I, I never watched the TV show, but from what I I see, he was basically he was more focused on living his life instead of being a, a hero. Right, yeah. it was more about the the story. Right. Um, so, I mean, they didn't have just him think, out there shooting lasers at people. Yeah, I think they're worried. I don't think they're worried about it overshadowing. I think they're worried about when they put out the movies, how it's going to trend. Like, oh, how, like, like between, like, even if you watch The Flash and you're a fan of The Flash, and I've heard it more than once, I wasn't the only person. When they did Justice League and they had a character as The Flash, I wasn't the only one. Lots of people said I way rather the Flash in the TV show than the one they had in Justice League. And I think they're scared of that because Superman and Batman is like their pinnacle, like Mm -hmm. their pinnacle characters. So if you have one in the TV show and people love the show and they love the character and then you do a Batman movie and... It sucks compared to the TV show. Like that's bad. Yeah, because there's <laughs> never like, been a Batman. <laughs> t- there's never been a Batman movie that's been bad or anything. You know. <laughs> no, but I mean, year. like, I mean, that's like really bad when a TV show that has like a you know a drop in the bucket of um of like uh, what do you call it production like money spent on production yeah. compared to a blockbuster movie overshadows yeah. it it's like um yeah you yeah, might want to go point. back to the draw drawing board uh, uh, all right <laughs> uh that is it for us this time guys we, that was maybe our longest episode in quite a while <laughs> um it, it was very and very, it was my choice ah. yeah i know we didn't we didn't even poo we didn't poo poo it so much Ricky. we're very nice to you um, good job, good, good job, Ricky. You finally picked a good one. Uh, and okay, well, I it's threes, man. Man, you picked you picked a mad one. That's a good job. All right. Anyways, um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. Email at the threecast.com. Follow us on Twitter at the threecast. You can follow Ricky. Ricky is underscore wins one. I'm at mtwb. Vince is vwhui. You can uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash threecast. Um, now, um. I have no clue what's coming up next. Vince, your whose choice is it? Okay. It's it's Vince's choice because I I did uh, the Greatest Showman, yep. then Ricky no, did no. this one, so it's Vince's next. No um, Okay. 
And then I'm after that. We're gonna do another Bond film. Um, I'm not sure. I can't. And remember. then we're gonna do Poco. Well, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, it's, come it's on. a good. It's a good we'll thing. Something about Poco. It's a good thing we didn't actually go through with that because, because it wouldn't have been very successful. I'm catching you every day. <laughs> I caught a Pokemon in my living room, man. It's really I'm awesome. <laughs> over and over again. I'm still right. the <laughs> I walked from the bathroom to the living room and I caught four Pokemons and it's awesome. And then I sat down in the laser chair because that was way too much walking for me. Anyways, alright, so that that is it for us this time. We will see you next time. Okay. Yep.